Today's episode is brought to you by Smart for Life. You guys, I'm kind of falling in love with this brand. So here's the deal. You can learn tons of information over at smartforlife.com, but the skinny is that they make a bunch of delicious food products that can serve as really healthy snacks, meal replacements, protein bars, they have soups, they have all these different things that are really easy to consume, right? Throw it in your bag and go. And here's why I like them compared to some of the other protein bar, snack, cookie companies that are out there. Number one, they were founded by a bariatric doctor. He has spent his entire career trying to make the most healthy options possible for his patients, and he has put all of that love and passion into this product. Number two, they are completely and totally manufactured here in the United States. Can we get an amen? I mean, that is huge in today's economic climate, and so I am so supportive of that. Number three, they are looking for feedback from us on their next product. How awesome is that? So you can shoot me a DM, send me an email. You guys know how to get in touch with me, but I will give any opinions, ideas, everything you've got. Send it to me and I will make sure we get it over to the Smart for Life team. So whether you're sick of your regular protein bar or really just looking for something new, go check them out, smartforlife.com. And with that, let's get back to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Confessions of a Fit Chick podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Frank, founder of Amanda Louise Swimwear, and here to make sure you understand. Hello, and welcome to the Confessions of a Fit Chick podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Frank founder of Amanda Louise Swimwear, and here to make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into. This podcast is for the woman who sees all that shit online about try this meal plan or meditate your way to happiness. Believe me, I get it. It's a lot. We read all the books, follow all the guru influencers, and just want to hear what the F you actually think, not what you're getting paid to say. Well, if you feel like me, here's your show. We talk about health and wellness, all things woo-woo, living a fit lifestyle, and what real life is really like and how we're all going through such similar things. Because to be honest, I'm just sick of the social media filter. So get ready to meet your new sisterhood because we're pretty cool. Let's roll. What is up, my fit chicks? Welcome back to the show. As you can see from the first minute of this episode, we have a sponsor. How cool is that? Pretty fun, right? Your girl's growing up in the podcast world. Um, for real though, check them out. I'm like super impressed with the team there. I love all the treats. Um, I got to try them. So you guys know I wouldn't steer you wrong. So check them out. Anyways, welcome back to the show. If this is your first time here, what is up? Welcome. I love you. Instant best friends. If you're uh, a regular listener, what's going on, my girl? Welcome back. I'm feeling a little weird today. I'm doing a lot of hand motions that you can't see, um, but that's kind of normal for me. So here we are. You know, we're living the quote unquote new normal, which I freaking hate that term, but I seem to say it a lot. Anyways, how's everybody doing? I am doing pretty darn good. I will tell you that. I've been in a pretty good mood lately, which is, you know, awesome considering everything going on. Um, let's talk about so many things. First of all, shows are back. That's fantastic. If you are getting on stage, I would be absolutely honored to work with you and to help you shine up there in a sparkly bikini. Um, so check out the rental collection. You guys, I love doing rentals. We've got over 30 bikinis. Um, we're adding a bunch of wellness suits. 
We're, uh, we've got one figure suit right now. I'll be adding more because we seem to be having a lot more figure clients lately. So this is a great way to get into a very expensive suit um, for a small fraction of the price. Our rentals start all the way down at $99 um, and you get the suit for two weeks. Like it's just a really great program. So check that out. It's all over at amandalouiseswimmer.com. Um, custom suit orders are flooding in, you guys. I'm so excited. Thank you to everyone who is continuing to choose Amanda Louise for your stage suits. It's just, it's really fun and it's such a passion project for me and it just lights up my life every time I get to work with a new client. So um, check it all out on the site. You guys know how to schedule consultations and all of that. Um, I'm just, I'm excited shows are back, you guys. It's just, it's awesome. Like we had our first ones in Arizona, what, two weeks ago now? Um, and it just, I was stage momming again from my phone and it was just so wonderful. So congrats to all the girls who are getting on stage. Good luck to everyone who's in prep. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited to see this back on track. So let's talk about today's guest. You guys, I think you're really going to like her. She is, man, I don't, I don't even know how to describe Erin Berry, but I will read her bio because I think this is an interview that, there are going to be some of you listening to this and it's just going to like speak to your soul. So if you're ready for that, here's her bio. So Erin Barry, while pursuing a career on Broadway, Erin left the acting industry in her twenties when she got injured on tour. She suffered through countless bouts of chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and anorexia. For years, she was on a roller coaster of adversities and comebacks. And with the sudden ending of her marriage and starting from zero with her career, not only, or sorry, not until she discovered the combination of HIT training, spiritual psychology, and functional medicine did she finally heal. Now in her 40s, she's the healthiest and happiest she has ever been and is dedicated to helping others heal themselves and rediscover their greatness. So you guys, if you want the, I just got chills because I'm like going back to this interview in my head, but if you guys want to hear about the most epic comeback stories I've ever heard from a woman. I mean, this woman has just, she is incredible. And I think you guys are gonna love this. So here we go. Here's my epic conversation with the internally and externally gorgeous Erin Berry. Um, hello, my dear. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited, you guys. She's, I can already tell she's a bundle of sunshine. So um, everyone heard in the intro, you know, the little bio that you provided, but why don't you give us a little background on kind of just your story, kind of how you became the human that you are now and what you're doing to serve women now. Mm. So I have a background in theater and performance. So I think that it all, be it all began when I came out of my mother doing back handspring. <laughs> because I've always been physical and I've always been performative in that my emotions come out through my body. You're going to see a lot of jazz hands and holding on. I love it. You guys, she's already all over the place and I love it because I am the same. Um, the other part, I was on a podcast where I like literally was holding the, holding the chair down. <laughs> Um, so I think that movement is the common theme throughout my life and also having the physical vessel to hold all the emotions that I often don't think I can manage. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, when I was, I think eight, seven, I don't know, I'm 40, I'm going to be 46 in August. You look about 22. So... Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I say as a joke, wait, can I all jokes aside, I say 
people say I look young, I say, well, you know, the eating disorder paid off. <laughs> oh, God. Worst. I mean, I try to make jokes. It's joking. Right. But, um, so when I was seven, um, my mother threw me in gymnastics. I think that's mm. it is. Um, and at that time, I was, my family had moved to Boston and we were, um, it was just a hard time. My dad was having a hard time with work and, you know, something happened with him. And I have so many memories that I blocked out of that yeah. two year period. But I do remember gymnastics and I remember mm. like putting my, I feel like I felt best moving and going upside down. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, always, always. And then I tried team sports and it never worked out. Yeah. No, like I was just, I, I, not that I'm not a part of a team. And right. I didn't grow up in the, in the, um, the generation of participation trophies at right. all, which I'm really happy about because this is where it gets to here, yeah. is that because I was benched in softball, I was like this big, Amanda. <laughs> I'm here. Like I had the body of like a first grader in fourth grade, you know? Um, and I wasn't played and I was like put in shitty positions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you can absolutely cuss. Yeah, no, you're fine. I'm like, cause this is, this is who I am. Oh yeah. Um, same. You're fine. Okay. Um, I was, uh, because I, I like didn't do well in those sports. I was able to find what I was good at. And that was eventually singing and dancing and performing. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I think in, in sixth grade, there was the sound of music and the fifth grade was the chorus and the sixth, I, well, that was it. I had yeah. like, was the, I was a competitive gymnast. So I always did gymnastics. And I, I think I stopped when I was 13. When, when's high school? 14? Yeah. 14, 14. Yeah. 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 They didn't have, I, I, I just, I, I was, I didn't want to be a gymnast in high school. I found theater. So mm. it was, yes, it was just yeah. that it was. Um, and I wasn't really that physical though in high school because I was so theater-like. Yeah. I guess like dancing and singing and stuff like that. But um, I know I'm like going, all right, we're I good. We're no, I love this. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was very fortunate in high school to have an acting teacher. So in high school, there were, we had two things. I'm from Fairlawn, New Jersey. Okay. I don't like in the New Jersey. Where are you from originally? Uh, the Pacific Northwest, but I have a, one of my best friends is in Hoboken, New Jersey. That's the only place I know in New Jersey. Oh, my mother grew up there. There so you go. My mom and my, and my, my mom and my grandmother were born in Hoboken. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> we're going back. So, um, so in high school you could do the musical, but then you can do also do drama club. And mm. that's when like, I realized that I was a good actor and that somebody I'm like, I always get I love it. emotional. Um, my, my high school drama teacher, I cry, <laughs> eight minutes in and I cry. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode, guys. We're already crying. Eight, eight <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my high school uh, director and acting teacher had worked with Stella Adler. Stella Adler like came to my high school when I was a wow. freshman. Yeah, so we were very fortunate to have such an amazing acting teacher in high school. I still haven't had a better one. Yeah. Uh, and he and this was in the 80s and 90s and he had AIDS and he passed away and it was like a, you know, it was, yeah, it was shitty. Yeah, it was shitty. yeah. Um, but that was when I knew I'm like, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. Like that. Um, and, and, and then I went to Hofstra, um, um, which is in Long Island. Just regular, you know good old college, like private school. Um, and 
they had a really great BFA department. So I was, I, I got to pick, like, I think I was like a triple minor equals a major, like a dra- drama, dance, and music. And, oh, and this is where I got, okay, so, so here we go, like, gymnast. Yeah. Put, kind of athletic. I didn't really work out in high school. I don't know where I, where I went. I don't know. Yeah. I was like a normal human. Um, and then in college, all the drama BFA majors were made to, we had to go to um, dance class as movement. Like we had to take a dance class and they put me in a non-majors like jazz class. And like, I think day two, the teacher was like, why are you, this is, you're a, right. like, you know. yeah. yeah. So another theme that I was always put as a little girl, I was always put in advanced movement things. Like in fourth grade, I was on the sixth grade gymnastics team. Like I would, like I always like they, people saw physical potential in me, and I kind of made that. I I understood that. Like, right. I have a very clear memory. Oh my god! Now we're going back to summer camp when like we had to do like Shanae turns like in dance when, when there was dance. And the, and the and I remember seeing like these, sorry, like spastic girls like trying to do turns and like you know just fucking it all up. Oh, right. And the, and the counselors were like, "Woo!" to the girls, to the girls that weren't doing well. And then when I went and I was like doing this like thing, they were like, mm-hmm. like they didn't want to make me feel like I was too good. Like I just got it. Like, I just remember that so vividly. Um, so that the next time that had happened was in college. So then I became a, like, then I was like all into dance and I was a dance major and I wasn't that great. So it was like, I was too good to be with the regular people, but I wasn't the best to like get, you know, like the dance scholarship. You're not going to Juilliard. No, no, no. And also, I'm 4'11". I was the shittiest ballerina possible. Like I, I was such a shitty ballerina. Oh God. Um, so yeah, so that was college. So I was, I, and I liked to sing and I, you know, did, so I was like a music, drama, dance college. And it, at Hofstra University, we were in Long Island. So like our senior year, we were auditioning in Manhattan. Like we were, they bred Broadway people. Like, and still, and to this day, I have some friends that are and were Broadway actors that graduated with me. Yeah. So oh, cool. And we can just talk, and, and we'll put that in the regret section. <laughs> just put it right here, and then put it, and I'll put it aside. Um, so uh, I became an actor out, right out of co- college. I had had my first national tour, I think, booked like two or three months after I graduated. Um, wow. And it was, it, it was great. And I was like so young. Like how old are we when we graduate? 2022 yeah so what production were you on oh i was in a few um the first one there were a lot of a a lot of uh kids shows Uh because you get your equity card right away like um so i did two of the kids shows um i did a off-broadway production of a very dark show called dante's inferno which was like really dark um and then i did so I, i did three shows in total out and then one in Manhattan. Um, but the, but the journey of now where I am today, I think really starts, started when I moved into Manhattan to be an actor. So like I had gone on, I think two tours came home and I was like, Oh, like now it's time to move into Manhattan and be, you know, and be on Broadway. Cause at the time, you know, rent was going, I think, or was rent still going? And, and, you know, I, this is what I was going to do, you know? Right. 
I even remember being in audition rooms with people that were in rent. Like I got, you know, like I was singing and like, I believe Adina Menzel was like in the waiting room with me once and Anthony Rapp and all of these people. Oh yeah. These were all, these are all people my age that were all, you know, doing stuff. Wow. So, uh, so I was living in Manhattan for the first time and I was the first time alone in the real world. I grew up with very, you know, well to, you know, to do, I never had to pay for anything. Let's just write that. Okay. Like, Never, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was the first time I was alone and I started getting really bad anxiety. Mm. Like anxiety, Amanda Louise, that like I didn't know what it was. I had no idea why I couldn't. I was like shaking. I couldn't eat. I kept going to the bathroom. And like it, my eating disorder stemmed not from wanting to be so skinny, but from being afraid. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, then once I got really skinny, it was like, okay, now we need to stay here. And it's so easy not to eat. It's really easy. It's like, you know, gummy bears and Red Bull. I mean, that's easy. Like, you know, it, (laughs) um, so, so my, my anxiety, and then of course it, you know, it feeds into it. So I don't know what the anxiety was and what the physical thing was. So I remember like getting really skinny. So here I am living in Manhattan, auditioning, working. Like I was, I was a waitress. I was a telemarketer. I, I did like research, like, you know, you do anything that you can. Right. And I live literally four blocks from where I used to live now. So now I'm back into, I know it's like, it goes all around. So I went back. Uh, so I'm living on 18th, 16th and 8th, um, in 90, what was it? 98, 99, 98. Yeah. So in those, in that pocket of between 97 and 2000, because I left the city in 2000. Um, and I'm auditioning and I can't stop shitting. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh no. I mean, I can be very open. Like I've, yeah. had more, I've had more accidents as an adult than I'd like to talk about. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, not like, yeah. I'm going to talk about shit for the whole, um, <laughs> it's the pooping podcast. It's the pooping podcast. Well, it's funny because pooping is actually one of my favorite conversations, but I mean, it's like, well, because bikini competitors, like everybody's like bowel movements get messed up because your diet's so weird. So it, it becomes like this thing that nobody knows that you talk about that you actually talk about all the time. So you are more than welcome to go down that road. Well, that, well, that was the, what was the, the cause. It was like, I don't, so I was nervous about eating and then I would eat. So every time I ate, I got sick. Like I, 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 so I was like, oh, this is an easy solution. Stop eating. Like it's, and I was in a, I was in that show Dante's Inferno at the time. And I just remember like, getting really thin and it was the first and then and then we're going to go back to the whole daddy not back we'll start like my parents started paying a, a lot of attention to me and I was mm. getting from my father that I might not have gotten as a little girl um attention you know that I think I became like ingrained in there well now they are taking care of me on this level that I hadn't before and they're so concerned and um, so they sent me, or of course, you know, it was my first time off like health insurance. Cause that was a whole thing. And we'll also talk about, it. there's so many conversations to have. <laughs> right. Um, like for in the outlines, um, moving on with the outline, I went to a doctor, you know, and my HMO and it was when Prozac was just popular and it was when they first started advertising drugs like this. Wow. I clearly remember the doctor two minutes after I was telling him my symptoms, taking out his script. I love that I'm doing it. Yeah. 
out his script pad and said, oh, I think let's, let's give you some antidepressants and let's give you some anti-anxiety stuff. And like right away, um, I was put on Clonopin and Prozac. Wow. Oh, but before that I went and I got tested like, and like the colon, like I got like, they tested my blood. They, you know, and they were like, nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. It's anxiety. So they couldn't find anything physically wrong, even though they did like two tests, you know, a, one blood test for celiac. And, you know, I think I like, you know, gave a stool sample or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and that, and that began, and then, the, so that became that journey. And now it's 2020. Right. Like, uh, like I finally got off that wagon a few years ago. Wow. Um, right. So it was, so like, that like became like tangential of my life that the, the Western medical model of getting on medication, getting on, um, getting diagnoses. I mean, these diagnoses and I'm an actor. So you tell me to, that I am something and I'll be something. <laughs> no, but that was another amazing thing is that when you get diagnosed as anxious, you're like, I'm anxious. Right. And now I can be anxious and I have this identity of anxious and I still hold on to that because people, we love to talk about our, our, our problems. We label ourselves, you know? Um, so I was in that whole thing. I got, I mean, and I got down to like, I don't know, in the, I was anorexic like four times and each time you get better at it and better at it and better at it. Um, so the first time I think I got down to like 89, 90, um, I'm 4'11", you know, like I was a normal human, but on little frames, like you, you know what that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm getting attention. I'm also getting called back for roles and I'm being put in the front of a dance line and I'm okay. Like then I connected the being skinny to being powerful and also being empty is powerful for me because I can't get sick. I have this, I have this um, fear of also being poisoned. Oh yeah. So it was, so it's being poisoned and being, and, 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 and getting anxious. And then it was fat. So it was like, it was this, yeah. Um, and I went on a tour. I went on another tour. I kind of got better still meds, not meds. Oh, you're let's try this medication. It didn't work. Well, let's try more of that medication. Nope. Still didn't work. Let's give you, um, let's give you different meditation, medi medication, and let's give you another diagnosis. So like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was also, um, and this is like flash forward, given, uh, the wrong medication for the right diagnosis or whatever. And it spun me into, um, a state of hypomania. I don't know. If wow. You know. No. What does that mean? Okay. Picture. Have you ever done cocaine? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did that also because that was an um, but I can imagine what that would be like it's it's basically like not being like I didn't need to sleep I didn't need to eat I was like running on but if like you can bottle mania and sell it people would I'd be a millionaire like it right. was it, it was really but it but I couldn't stop talking I mean I'm already a pretty talkative person um yeah and I then I had like a, a breakdown and I also had two pharmaceutical overdoses. Like this is all I know. And then of course I come from a family and they do their best of listen to the doctor. 
Right. To a doctor? Last time I checked, you did not go to medical school. And they wanted to help me so much that we just kept going to doctor and doctor and doctor and doctor. And we kept putting our trust into doctors that, you know, clearly, you know, I'm, I really don't want to be a victim, but they fucked me up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that's what's so scary is that you look at, I mean, not to go down like the weird pharmaceutical path, but like, oh. we're like one of only what, two countries that allow medications to be like put on TV. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. One of two? It's like oh. us in New Zealand or something weird. Yeah. Like it's like, you don't, if you go other countries, like you won't see the Prozac commercial. Oh yeah. This is a whole, like, this is... That isn't, we can do, do that whole conversation. L like, let me get to- I want to like, hear more about like all the really cool stuff you're doing now because that's, I think that is so powerful, like how you come out of this. Oh, how I came out of it. Okay, well, there's one big part of the story that I didn't tell you, <laughs> sorry, um, was that the last tour that I went on, um, and this is where, you know, the issues are in the tissues that, that, uh, that was a phenomenal episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes, so good. Oh, check, check. Yes. And I had meditation with you all and like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I went on my last tour and it was Curious George. So, you know, the show Curious George. Yeah. I was the monkey because I was the girl that could do the backflips and I can do all that and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't so healthy. I think I was not as skinny as I, not as healthy as I should be. And I got hurt. A another difficult thing to talk about because mm -hmm. I have had a chronic injury ever since the entire right, like I can feel myself talking about it and it starts to, yeah. So um, I hurt myself on tour. Um, it was a very scary day. Um, I was the monkey and the first five minutes of the show, I got wow. hurt. Prince was, and here's George, back talk or whatever the, you know, the right yeah. um, And I hurt, like I felt something happen and you don't stop a show. You don't stop a 50 minute kid show when there's a thousand second graders with dirty fingers, like, you know, like <sighs> in the auditorium, like, you know, you don't do it. Like this is their hour. This is their, you know, their, this is their big day, their big moment. Right, right, right. Um, so I had to like hobble around the entire show and it just, it was just a really traumatic day. And like, they cut my, costume off in the emergency room like I couldn't lift my arm I couldn't and what was and what did I do Amanda they what did they do they gave me drugs and three weeks off because I was under equity contract so I went home and that was when I like so so pills became it was just a whole yeah right I ate some Vicodin and you know they tell you and, and in the 90s they're like as needed like, right I'm like what's for lunch a Vicodin and a Xanax <laughs> I was making full-on meals of my, oh my pills. God. Yeah. Um, so that was the, and that's like this, so that stopped me from being an actor. And I got so, I was so defeated. Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend at the time was a special ed teacher and I lived in Chelsea and um, I said, fuck it, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I became, I, I moved back to New Jersey, moved, we moved in together and we, and I, became a special ed teacher too. Wow. So, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why like I have to like go back and I had this whole life. Um, we ended up uh, breaking up um, and I moved to Montclair and um, 
had this regular job as a teacher. I was a high school teacher. I was teaching high school, but I was directing all the plays and I was choreographing. It was like, like, just like I did. I know. I knew I told the story for a reason. Can't come back to that. And now I'm like feeling like, all right, this is my home. I'm paying homage to my, my director, my teacher. And I might not be an actor, but in real life, but I know this is what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and, but I always did theater on the side, like, you know, community theater, yeah. but I was like the lead. Right. So like I was, and while I was doing those shows, I would have, like, I had, uh, relapses of anxiety, anorexia. So every time I did a show, I would get down weight. Mm. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this, and it, and finally, it was like I was, I was in a really bad relapse, and I discovered yoga. So this is, so now we have the spiritual shit, right? Discovered yoga, met my husband, um, and I mainlined that Kool Aid. I mean, I like, oh yeah, I don't have one, but I have two. I have an Om tattoo. This is, <laughs> I got a nose ring. I was a vegan, but it helped me. Like it right. honestly. It was one of the, it was the first time that I had the mind-body connection. It was the first mm-hmm. time I felt connected that way and I started to heal. Um, and I left my teaching job and became a full-time yoga instructor. If I do something, I do something big. Yeah, right, you're I'm like, like all or nothing, clearly. All the way, all the way. Um, so like, um, so I did that like in 2000, you know, and uh, it was just when hot yoga was on the rise. So it was like right. 2007. Yeah. This was, I mean, hot yoga was just started. Um, and I get this, uh, you know, I get asked to be a partner in a, in a hot yoga studio on the Jersey side, one of the first ones. Um, and like, here I am now I'm, now I'm yoga girl. And this is, you know, and I make a big, you know, I wasn't like, you know, a yoga celebrity, but I was, you know, this was like what I was and this was my career. And then, um, I had done a lot of help, helping, helping myself to become pregnant. Um, because this is, and I met my husband through a very, uh, he was very spiritual. He actually came to my yoga class. <laughs> that was how we met. Oh, that's cute. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have a happy ending. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe not. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Um, so like I, I met him and it was like, okay, this is where we are. And you know, he, he was, you know, he had his issues. I had my issues and we were working on them together because we wanted a family or so that's what I thought we both wanted. Um, and I like finally get it together. I'm also like seeing the, the corruption and the business side of yoga. Like Mm -hmm. when like Bikram was happy, do you know all those, like, um, those corruption things? Like everybody was just raping their students. No, see, I like, I, I love yoga, but I am like on a one to 10 of yoga experience and knowledge. I'm like a point two. Oh, like okay. Home okay. videos with YouTube in my studio. Like that's oh, okay. okay. Um, well, th- to make a very long story short, every, every lineage that ever was basically became corrupt. And it was like the me too movement movement before the me too mo- movement. Oh. Um, you know, people, uh, claiming themselves as geshes and, and I mean, you're, we're talking, Amanda, I'm a little Jew from New Jersey. I was full on Buddhist. I was full on like took vows because it helped me. It helped me, right. it helped me heal my eating disorder. It helped me so much. Um, it helped me meet my husband. Like it, this was like, okay, like I'm normal now. Like I'm an actual, I mean, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I'm normal. Um, and, uh, 
so the corruption of the yoga thing was happening and I'm like, this is kind of weird. Um, and my husband and I like made a vow to get myself healthy because an anorexic, you can't get pregnant and you can't be pregnant <laughs> when you're, you know, I got thin a little bit when I was uh, getting married, but like that's every girl does that. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. On the tram of the wedding, you know, like, yeah. Um, and we were like, we just decided to like, all right, like I, I, I'm good. We started to get pregnant like two or three months in. And of course I'm an overachiever. So I'm like, let's, let's go, you know? Yeah. Like get me pregnant right now. Like let's, this is we're working. Um, and, uh, two months into it, seven years ago to this week, wow. he ran away. <sighs> like in the midst of trying to get pregnant. Nobody knew. It was very beginning. That was real. That I mean, that was just another thing that was happening. Um, but yeah, July Fourth weekend, we had spent together and we got into a fight. Nothing like thing different. I had hurt my back again. Like I, my injury comes and goes, and I just had a really shitty moment with my back that weekend. And he was just not attentive. And like I, you know, you know when you say shit to your husband, like you know right. what you married if you're not going to be because I was always a we and he was always a me mm. um, also get into the discussion of just me going for unavailable men all the time uh, you know. <laughs> it's fine that's another point um he let you know so so yeah he went on a camping trip and pretty much never came back like it was wow. one of came back and and this was it's this is it all is going to come together <laughs> <laughs> That is when my faith in all spirituality broke. Wow. I broke up with yoga. I broke up with spirituality. I broke up with everything. You, I, I saw, put my faith in a man that he thought he wanted. Like, I don't, I don't blame him. I think he really did love me and want to be married and want to have a family. I think that's what he thought he wanted. Truly, I do not believe he stood on the, you know, said his vows going, shit, do I have to? You know, I don't think right. so. Um, but he realized that he didn't want to be a dad. He didn't want to be a married. He didn't want to be anything. He was always a woods guy. You know, I was the little like Jewish American princess from, you know, that didn't like to touch nature. And he was like, we were very different. Um, but uh, he grounded me and I brought that out the fire in him. Mm -hmm. that, um, and yeah, so he went away, came back from the camping trip and like pretty much had the car running. He had made, he had, taken care of everything behind my back, told his parents he was leaving, told everybody and said, I'm done. I'm done. And he wouldn't even like go to therapy. I was like, okay, can we just go to therapy? Can we, can we, can we work? Like, can we leave with, remember when like Stephen Miranda went to therapy? Yes. Right. Like do that, like move out. Like we can all, everything goes back to a sex in the city episode or always. Owen. Um, I'm like, can we do that? And he was like, I, I made my decision and it was over. Overnight, Amanda. But and you know what's so ironic is that I was married previously and my oh. ex-husband, I came downstairs in the morning and he goes, I want a divorce. You can have everything but the cereal bowls. And I said, okay, I'm going to go call my mom. And he's like, okay. And that was it. And we weren't married very long. It was, it was like a hot minute in my early twenties, but yeah. But I mean, it's crazy. Like when you've been through something like that, when they're just like, peace, you're like, wait, did that just happen? Like, was that real life? Yeah. It was real life. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and it, it, it made me lose faith in everything. Like I can't take the tattoos off. Like I can't do it. Like I, you know, and, and it was really shitty. So 
what do I do? Let's move back to Manhattan and be an actor again. Let's be on Broadway. We'll show them. I'm going to just knock on Wicked's door. They're just going to let me be alpha. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, so like, yeah. So it was just, it, you know, it, like the theme, and this is where I do, I do now is that like I I want I help women make comebacks because I've had to millions of times. Oh I oh my I sorry I just have to interject because I just got full body chills when you said that. Like I help women make comebacks and like I think that is yeah so freaking powerful. Thank you. Like that's amazing and such of like a like a fierce and awesome way to put it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, saw, I just got like such a universal download when you said that. That was really cool. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, and I've had, I mean, I can tell you like five more times I've had to start over. You know what I mean? Like right. the past seven years, um, you know, built like, I, I'm a, like this fitness person. I had no idea what I was doing. I came back to Manhattan. I was like, I'm just going to be a fitness person to you know, pay my way and like become, you know, an audition again and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I had two more relapses bad ones. And the last one, I pulled a Britney Spears, dyed my hair blonde, shaved my head and got down to 83. <gasps> yeah. Wow. That was bad. That was like 2000. And that was like a year after two years after my divorce. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, I tried to freeze my eggs. It didn't work. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was so like this now I'm going to be 46. Like, I don't know if the ship has sailed for me to make humans. I don't know. You know, resentful, angry. This man took away my ability to be a mom. Like, pick me, you know, and I don't, I'm still, I don't know where my next husband, I can't find him. I'm like, <laughs> she's like looking around her room. You guys, this is so funny. Underneath things like, I, you know, it hasn't been, like, it's not been easy. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I worked, I, I got, um, I worked my way into the Equinox family and like, you know, became like this hit teacher and then like lost my job overnight. A little girl got offended at one thing, something that I said in class and, the, and she went to HR and I, and, and said this little, we don't like her. She's racist or something like, you know, she yeah. did something, not just, you know, twist my words and stuff like that. I know I can't say the R word now with what's going on. Um, but no, um, and, uh, and HR was like, no, nope, we'll just fire her. Of course. Of course. No, like, yeah. Solve like, that problem. Three years of building myself up, becoming a hit teacher, like becoming like the Equinox yoga lady. Oh yeah. And like starting from scratch, like, it's like, I, like I, I get kicked down the mountain and I'm like, I'm, I'm like my, like I get, I get this, like what's the point of anything faith in yeah. there's no reason to believe in anything everyone and everything i've ever believed in and everything i've tried kicks me down again so what's the point and i build myself back up and like i'm like here and then poof, i get built back down again uh i get kicked back down again mm -hmm. and i was finally like okay this this shit's gotta end like, right. I, like this cycle is i gotta get out of it not to fucking end because now i'm you know, a year trying to get myself back from the Equinox firing. I got the shingles. Have you ever had the shingles? No, I've heard it's horrid. 
that was two years ago. Yeah. Like three years ago. Like it, yeah. So got the shingles auditioning to be a, like trying to find my place in the world. I've always been labeled as like too much. My personality's too big. Um, you know, really didn't uh, like acting is on hold, like still can't do that now. And, um, and I still diagnosis meds. And I read Kelly Brogan's book. Do you know Kelly Brogan? No, but I'm writing it down. It's called A Mind of Your Own or A Mind of Our Own, Mind of the Own. I'll find it and link it, everybody. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll share all this with you too. Um, And it's basically about women who, this whole psychopharmacological, how you just have to get the fuck off the hamster wheel. Because I didn't know what my real feelings were what my pain was, my trauma was like my, like every time I got really skinny, my back would like flare up and like the whole side of my right, my right body would just like seize. Did you ever see, um, Lady Gaga five foot two? No. Okay. That's another thing you should see. She has, we have like the same injury and like I, I saw her documentary and well, she has her hip. I have my shoulder, but she, it was the first time I saw someone feel the exact same way I felt. Mm. She's on the couch like when it's bad when it flares yeah. up um and so I went to a f- so okay so now I read Kelly Brogan I don't want to be on meds anymore um one time I tried to get myself off medication off uh anti into on benzos when I sh- shaved my head and pulled the Britney um and I got off too fast and I almost ended up in the hospital like so you shouldn't like when you're on two, me- I was eating five milligrams of Xanax and I could have landed a plane. That is how addicted I was. That's insane. Oh yeah. I was like, sh- I was like, <laughs> <laughs> traffic. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting this is a podcast. This you're is good. No, I love it. She was doing like the, you know, when they have like the orange things and they like wave <laughs> the planes in. That's what you guys just missed. <laughs> so I went to a, a functional medical doctor and she worked with my psychiatrist at the time. So my psychiatrist right now is actually really cool because I went to her a few years ago and said, I'm done. Yeah. I will, you are getting me off this shit and we are done because I want to be in control. Cause I spent years searching for the answers outside myself. And that is, and, and the pills represent that for me. Mm-hmm. It, everything is out here. If it's just out here and if you just take the pill and if you just get into the relationship, if you just have the perfect job, if you just, you know, get that, you know, go become on Broadway, you know, all of this stuff, if you just get that, that's what defines you. And, um, and she'd made two very simple adjustments. She said, go gluten-free and go wheat-free because you have all this inflammation in your body. I got, I, every single excrement came out and went to a lab i was spitting into a like did you ever do that do you ever no. like oh my god well you have to like poop, so you have to poop and you have to send the poop in like a hazmat bag like it's so, it's so weird oh my god it's the best you have to you have to put your urine like in the freezer and then you have to pee at this hour like it, it was amazing like I, and here I, i'm like in manhattan with like a backpack and like i'm spitting on the subway like because it's time like you have to like <sighs> Certain times of the day, your pH is a certain, you know. Yeah. I think that your audience can speak to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and it just came back that I had H. pylori, which is leaky gut, which is the cause of diarrhea and all, like all of this stuff could have been, none of this shit is covered by your doctor. I spent 
thousands of dollars, thousands. And in the in a matter of a year, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, on medical grade supplements and on zero medication. Wow. I'm like, no, I'm lying. I totally just lied. I need something to help me sleep. Okay. Fair. But that's amazing. And it's a fucking quarantine. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so I did that and then, um, and now I'm an online coach and I help women do the same. Like it's like, and like I became, I, I invested in a, in a business coach online and I do something called the mind body revival project. And it's mm. women, I help women like step into their, rediscover their greatness, rediscover, give, I give them the tools that I use on a daily basis to, cause you can't stop life. Right. What just happened? Right. What we're doing. Like, it, you're always going to work hard for something and get it kicked down. You're always going. I find, Amanda, I finally got back on stage. I was, I was so excited. I got the balls to do a, a, a singing cabaret show. And I was a final, final, finalist. I finally got back on stage and I was like, it was like being mainlined like life and like my soul. And my last show was March 8th and <gasps> we had our show to go. I was a finalist. I was one of like the, it was called So You Think You Can Belt. It was like a cabaret show that, and every week you sang a different song and different theme and the judges and this and the that. And it was cool. It's like New York cabaret scene. And it was like so cool. Um, and then COVID happened. Right. now. Right. Where can I step on a stage? So like everything, like, and I'm not, and this is like, and, and I'm stepping out of the victim for the first time going, this is not about my dreams kept getting smushed. Yeah. No, that's, this is who it is. Like you'll never get there. You get there. You die when you get there. You yeah. die. Like, there's no, so, you know, like, so what I've now learned is that you can be like a badass hit CrossFit athlete and meditate. Yes. That's like my jam. So my jam is lift some heavy shit and meditate and become a super person. Like, oh my God. I love that so much. I love that so much. Like the dichotomy of that, because yeah. it's like that I'm, I'm trying to blow up that stereotype in a totally different place, which is corporate. Yeah. Right. Like oh. you can sit at the front of the boardroom and meditate. Yes. You don't have to be on a mountain Cause guess what, Amanda? I got the nose ring. It didn't make me more spiritual. I got the tattoos. I don't. It didn't make me more spiritual. No, I got. Nice. I got a tattoo. I mean, you know, I got. Yeah. I got all the good tattoos. Do you think that anyone has has their names Sarah in India written on their arm? Like we think, right? Like we. Mm -hmm. I got into all that spiritual stuff. Um, I'm sorry. Did my story take too long? No, like, I love I, it. No, you're fine. Okay, only because there's like. Like There's the story so is the podcast. Like that's, it's so beautiful because I think like there are, there are people and souls on this planet and their mission is to help other people. And like, I fully believe that for you. It's like you were put here, like you thought you were put here to be on a stage, but clearly the universe is like, shut up girl. You're supposed to help other women. Like we are beating you down so that you can teach other women how to get through this. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because I feel like there's a, you can't go online. Well, now you can and search you, but be like, hi, I've had a lot of fucked up shit happen. What do I do now? Well, that's what well, we right? have. It's called infobesity. 
there's two, you can Google anything. Yes. You can Google how to do anything, but who's going to hold you accountable? Who's going to give you the space? Who's going to hold you in that <laughs> sacred space? It's not sacred. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have men in my project. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, no, it's our no. time. This is just, I can come to my hit class. I will shred them to bits. They'll get the, like tiny little woman giving a huge ass workout. That's fine. But my, the community that I built is and they all are type A driven women, beasts of athletes who have, who just want that. I feel like their their biggest struggle is that they keep doing what they need to be doing, but they don't see the results. They're attached to the results. Mm. So like I have, I have these athletes that are incredible and they're like, well, I'm eating right. I'm working out. Why am I not losing weight? Why? Like, I don't understand. I might as well eat McDonald's if I don't you know, but that connection to what their body looks like and who they truly are does not match clearly. And also let's talk about society and, and, and the box that we've been put in as women, as I mean, you're at least your bikini competitions know what it is and it doesn't pretend to be anything else. Right. That I will give that to our scene. Like, we know what we're doing. I respect your world immensely. There's no pretending. No, but like my, um, my best friend's daughter, I, I consider her my, my niece, my family. She, we were looking at um, swimsuits the other day and she looked at the girl's crotch and she goes, how is that so flat? Why is that so flat? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, my, my, you know, I don't have that. Like, and I'm thinking like, she's thinking that, like, I guess, girls that have like a puffy vagina. I don't like comparing her crotch to a magazine of a thin, like she, I, I guess she just wants to look thin in that air. And I pulled her aside and I was like, babe, no. First of all, these girls are airbrushed. Second of all, men, men have made us think that our vagina, that our body parts have to look a certain way for them to be attracted. And she's 13 and she's getting it. That's a, oh my God. Yeah, she gets it. And that's why I like porn. Like, right. Vagina jobs and they all like, yeah. no, women are not allowed to be women anymore. Mm. And I'm not going to have the vaginal process. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. But like the, the, we don't, we don't know what real is and what not real is. Just like mm-hmm. I didn't know what my feelings were in my, in my mm-hmm. so um yeah so it starts that young yeah it's, it's terrifying starts that young yeah yeah yeah. so i i also like want to empower women that they can still be athletes and not look a certain way and it's okay to want to look a certain way i i don't know you like look at my story from yesterday i bought a tube top and i'm looking at the tube top thinking like oh shit I have fat. I have fat. I'm not worthy. I gained the quarantine 300. That's it. I'm done. done. I can't be a coach anymore. That's it. I'm never eating again. I can't be a medium. Right. A medium. Uh, God forbid. Right. If I'm a small, that's not like, I want Lululemon to have to make, I want Lululemon to call corporate and go, we got to make a size for Aaron Barry. Cause (laughs) we got to do a new one. So it's just, it's, so what I do is um, they have four things to do every week because uh, writing has also helped me immensely. Mm-hmm. So 
what's called the Mind Body Revival Project. They do two things for the mind, two things for the body. They meditate and write every morning. Mm-hmm. And they eat right and do a hit workout every day. Like, so they, 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 they work their bodies and, you know, you can't, listen, you cannot take nutritional advice from me. <laughs> I mean, I eat now, but I'll tell you to eat two Tic Tacs and a cigarette for breakfast. If you- <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that you are so honest about that. Like, hey, I am not your nutrition coach. No, but I bring one in. Oh, I have one. <laughs> I bring one. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I can't. I am not that person. Hells no. I mean, I now I, I think I don't eat as much as I should. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I weigh. I mean, I, I won't do it. I'm, I, I won't. Like, I just know myself that, you know. Um, but yeah, so, and, and, and these are all the tools that I've been, that I, you know, so I took all the woo-woo from, from yoga, right? Mm-hmm. So years of just knowing all the philosophy, all the sutras, all of the, you know, the chakras, the, the, the subtle body, the Joe Dispenza, who I'm like, oh, yes, you know, I, know, I know, like it's, and what my body is living in the past. I'm still stuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm stuck as fuck right now. Quarantine. Try quarantining alone. Try dating in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. That I actually had a conversation recently. Like, how do you date in quarantine? People are like, Oh, would you do like Skype dates? I'm like, that's just freaking weird. But no. I mean, God bless them. Cause I, I don't have to do that. Thank goodness. Yeah. No, thank Yeah. But like in this whole, like, you realize what's really important in this, mm-hmm. in this quarantine. And for me, it was, I don't want to be alone, but you know, and, and here I am like, once again, finally, like getting the balls up to go date again and da, 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 da. And like, <sighs> nice face mask, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. not nice face mask. And like, I found, you know, my, my journey with unavailable men continued, you know, like I would talk to, I was talking to people that, you know, one of them was married and had a kid and, and I got way too close to this person knowing not ever believing I was going to ever meet him, but he was giving me that, like, that Juju. he was giving me that energy that I never had. And mm-hmm. it was in freaking quarantine. And, you know, like, and then I realized I'm like, no, this is, I mean, this is where you put your energy, where your focus goes, energy mm-hmm. flows. Right. And it, I just couldn't do it anymore. I mean, I couldn't do it to him. I couldn't do it. I, I just don't, yeah. I just heard of that. Um, Cause it's not clean, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just been, it's been a, it's, it's been a, it's been a journey and don't think Amanda that I have not begged my, my, uh, psychiatrist for medication in this time because I have Wow. was the one who said no. How I'm awesome of her though. I know right? There's no pill for loneliness. No. There's, oh, that's, there's so, yeah. There's no pill for resentment. There's no pill for anger. There's no pill for, for wishing that shit would have been different. And like, that's also what, because I go through it on a daily basis, like I'm not the coach that tell that, that pretends to be anything better because I am in, I am trucking along with these bitches <laughs> at their level. I am like, like, let's canoe together. Like, let's, like, we're all in it together. And I just, literally just giving them, giving them the tools. And the, our coaching calls, like, run themselves. Like, it's insane. Like, I'll get on the call and just be like. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly I'm just the facilitator. <laughs> no, I am. I am. And that's the thing is that, and 
like there, there's these girls that are in relationships that have said, I'm the loneliest I've ever been. And I'm like, how is that possible? You have a boyfriend who texts you good night and good morning. But like, it, it, once again, it's never out here. It's, it's, right. always, it's always in here. So it's the, it's that, I don't know. There's so much. <laughs> there's so much. I love it. And we're like already at an hour. Like, wait, I'm like, oh my God, how are we going to wrap this up so quickly? But I, there's a few things I want to do. So the first one I want to ask you is, is to the woman who is like, oh my God, this is my life too. Like clearly probably not Broadway and whatever, but like, yeah. it's, it's like, I've been on this roller coaster. Like just step one, like what's the one thing you would say, just do this. Like this is your baby step, first baby step forward. Stop listening to other people. <sighs> so good. Yeah. I put, and it's not like, putting faith in, like, I've put my faith into so many yoga teachers, therapists, uh, boyfriends, friends, and I just tell me what to do. I'll right. do it. And then they tell me what to do and I do it and it works and then it doesn't because I don't have, like, I never took the time to really unhook from all those, yeah, don't, like, don't listen to, don't listen to anyone but yourself. And it's so hard to do that. Mm -hmm. My parents are by the book, Western medical people. And not till like recently when my mother was diagnosed with a form of celiacs that took her two years to find. Wow. She went, went gluten free and now she, you know, is totally fine. But like, it, and I'm still like, ha ha, told you so. I've been doing the told you so dance for two years. Like, you mm -hmm. know, right. But like, I trusted them. How do you not trust your parents? Right. Especially when they're paying the doctor bill sometimes. Right. How do you trust your parents when you got fired and they give you rent? How, not, how, how do you not? How, how is that not attached? Mm -hmm. So don't stop listening to other people. That is the one. That, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. And if you had a life motto, what would it be? Oh my God. Shit. I should know that. Put it on uh, a t-shirt. Put on a t -shirt. If you had to wear a t-shirt that said something. Mm, oh my God. Tim Ferriss does this with the billboard, like with the billboard, like they do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Billboard, um, which is a, such a good question. Um, mm, lift heavy shit and meditate. I love that. <laughs> and that might be the name of your episode because I think that's just really funny. Fine. Fine. Um, yeah. I have, I wrote down like, I, you guys can't see my notepad, but I, I kept writing down these like one liners of like what the episode's going to be called. Cause there were so many good ones. Um, I love that. Okay. That's, that's it. I mean, it's true. And I think it's, I think it's, you know, you can talk about it, whether it's like the world is the big awakening that everyone says is happening or like all of these different weird woo woo things. I feel like spirituality has been so stereotyped into like Buddhist monks or like trendy millennials with crystal necklaces on a beach humming or like, you know, like there's all this like weird, weird shit. And it's like, it's, it doesn't have to be weird. Like it doesn't. Like I keep crystals on my freaking desk for my day job. Like I have a pyrite in the top left corner of my desk because 
I read that that's where the abundance corner is. And I'm like, hell yeah, I got to make some fucking money. Like, and that shit sits there every day. And I look at it and my like, girl, bring me some money. Let's put energy into that. But I'm like, I'm not sitting here like humming about it and having, feeling like I need to wear a gown to talk about it. No, no, like, you can be correct. normal. No, you are correct. I mean, I, I, I'm not a big like vision board person because I feel like we make pretty vision boards and then we're, we, and then we wonder why shit's not happening. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to go and you have to apply for the job. Yes. It's like the vision is nothing without action. Yeah. And I teach manifest, I teach manifesting and every week there's a new theme in mind body revival project. And I've taken all the spiritual lessons and we put them into action. We yeah. don't, just, we meditate on them, but then we do it, you know? Right. I mean, right. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to be like Tony Robbins and have you call your mom in the middle of the, you know, the meeting and forgive her. That, that's good stuff. That's all good. But like, um, like manifest, like the Joe Dispenza, like it's yeah. the, it's the elevated emotion with a clear intention. And, but, and then, and when you visualize, like I've been visualizing being an artist in love, I'm putting that into the, I love it. Yes. Let's do that. That's something like I, I am missing those two parts of my life is mm -hmm. having somebody to be, I'm a team person. I've never been polyamory. How, I can't find one. How <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be an I want to be an artist again. I don't know how I'm going to do that as a theater person, but I'll figure it out. Right. And I want to be with some. So I'm an artist and I'm in love. If I'm in love with an art artist, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm trying to, but but bringing that vibration up mm -hmm. is going to encourage me to do artistic things, and then maybe mm -hmm. I'll meet that person on the way. If you want to, you know, if you're visualizing running that race and visualizing winning that competition or your, I don't know. Right. Closing you it don't up. have to. Yeah. Right. You're right. Literary breasts. So yeah. many, so many sparkies. Yeah. <laughs> and you design them. Yeah. Um, like you're going to do the things mm -hmm. you're going to take action to match that. Mm -hmm. It just does not come to you. At least I'm not there yet. I'm not in the, I mean, I think that we all need to tap a little bit into more feminine shit. Maybe I'll, next round, I'll do a little more woo-woo feminine is like the receive, the receive. Yes. Like learning how to receive, right? That part. I know you're like icky. I'm like, no, it's there. But I was that way too, because I'm super type A, right? Like I want to control things. I was the person who was listening to the business coach. I was like, okay, write down your goal and I'll write down backwards the 2,700 steps it's going to take to get there. And then just take those steps and you'll get there. And I'm like, I don't have that time. Yeah, exactly. Give me the I top time for the shit. Give me the top three and I'll do it. <laughs> right. And it was like, and now like the Joe Dispenza thing, right? What I, where I'm at now is like, if I'm visualizing something and I'm like visualizing really hard, I'm like, just, just bring it in. Just show me, show me where I need to go. And it's like, and then all of a sudden, like you'll get this random email from an email list you haven't seen in three years, but it's like connecting you to the exact right person that you need to have a conversation with. Or like you see a truck drive by that's got the freaking home improvement company that you need to use. Or it's like looking for those weird little things. I believe those are there all the time. And that when you're trying to manifest something like the, put like how you said, bringing in that vibration, like that vibration will make you be aware of those things. Oh, agreed. I have this, like when I manifest like my future man, mm -hmm. I have these visions of a man with tattoos. Love it. Just for, and for some reason, I mean, I am kind of, it's kind of hot to me, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And then like, I went to Trader Joe's and the guy 
bagging my groceries who was super friendly and very flirtatious. He happened to be 12. So there was no... Right. I mean, I'm not looking to be that kind of person. He was nine. Like, he was, <laughs> was not nine. But I'm like, oh my God, three hours ago, I just meditated on that. And now you're here bagging my groceries, giving me attention. I'm like, okay. So it's not... It might, yes. like, it's it's like, the universe is showing you it's possible, right? Like just saying, hey girl, this kind of guy exists. Here he is. Here, here's an example. So if there's one, there's a billion more. Yes. And, and I have a tendency to, especially now, seeing happy couples... I want to kick them. Especially mm. You got to flip that girl. I have to make that into it's possible. Yes. It's, it's abundance. It's plenty. Not like, yes. and it's with everything. It's with everything. It's with everything. my online. Like you think I'm going back to the gym soon to teach. I got to make this money online. Like I have to, I have to step into that. And there's other online coaches that I'm like, they're making more money than me. They're mm. No, it's possible. It's possible. Right. It's possible. And nobody can do you like you. Right. Ooh. And I think, me? Good. Love it. But I think that's, I mean, the, the competition thing is so hard, right? Because like I've been doing Amanda Louise for years and it is like, it's to the point now where it's a hobby. Like I'm not making money off this bitch. But, Wait, you're the bathing suits? Oh yeah. That's just, it's like on the side. I have a big, big girl job. Like I'm, I'm in, uh, in an engineering company, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I was so obsessed with what the other designers were doing. And I'm like, why? Because my girls don't come to me because of what company X is doing. They come to me because of what I'm doing, right? So when it's like understanding that, I go, there's a reason why I become like besties with every one of my clients, right? Like right. That's, that's not because of the way I cut a swimsuit. It's yeah, because it, of the energy exchange between the two souls, right? Right. No, you are completely correct. And like I have... I get in my head about like, is sharing my story, do I make people feel bad about themselves? Like, no. I want, I do want, I do believe that I can help people. I know you can. Story. Um, and if, as long, you just have to, the you do you, which like, it just, it's such a more. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's power in that because if you are willing to make that, if you're willing to be authentic that way, then it doesn't matter what industry that you're in. It's just you're sharing. People are well, also. We do not talk about eating disorders enough, and we do not talk about mental illness enough. We do yeah. not. We don't. Mm -hmm. Are and especially now, COVID is going to bring. People are going to have PTSD and depression and anxiety that never had it before, and people like us, <laughs> me. <laughs> have had spikes and drops, like, and what's going to happen after? The pharmaceutical right. are not going to be able to make Xanax fast enough. And I want to stop that. I want to stop it before it starts. I want to give you the tools of like, because you're not going to get, you're not going to get rid of it. You never get rid of anxiety. Well, no, you can get rid of it. Anxiety is like in the brain, there's literally neurons that fire and wire and all that stuff. And, and meditation physically changes those chemicals and brings right. them beta. I can go in. That's a whole. Oh, other. I love that whole. Yes. That's a whole other thing. Um, and I can also tell you that I've been meditating 30 to 40 minutes a day during COVID and my anxiety has been through the fucking roof. Right. But I do it anyway. Cause right. I know that's what, that's my hygiene. Yeah. Like you brush your teeth in the morning. Why wouldn't you brush your brain? Oh, right? that's cute. Yeah. 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 We are, we wake up. We are horizontal. 
On our phones. And we're on our phones. We are horizontal. It's like, would you let your boss into your bed? Right. In the morning? It's like you're letting all these people in energetically. So I'm like, I teach my girls, like, you, you get up, you don't. You meditate, you write. It's okay because then... Once you finally look at your phone, you're not going to, it's not going to rule you. Like we, that's a hard, that's like a non-negotiable. If the girls do, I don't know. <laughs> if they do it, they do it. If they don't, that's on them, you know, but yeah, I like, that's, it's, it's teaching them that hygiene. We walk around in our bodies, but like, how are we, this is, it's, you know, I want to call it like the body mind connection because mm-hmm. you're living in your body. It's the only vehicle you have to go through life in. Why are you, you know, we, you, I mean, listen, you could let it go to shit. You can fill it with McDonald's. You can not, you know, it's yeah. there's every, every step you take, every thought you have, everything you put into your body is either taking you to happiness and hotness or to sickness and sadness. Mm-hmm. Every single thing, every single thing you do. And that's, and, I mean, that's powerful to sit and like, before you eat something, be like, okay, which, which direction is this taking me? Hot and happy, sad and sick. And sometimes treats are good, right? But like, if you're Yes. Like there's the whole, yes. Oh my God. There's so much there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just knowing it, you think every, like, and I'm going to use this again only because this is just very fresh in my mind. Like my <clears throat> imaginary boyfriend, <laughs> my COVID imaginary boyfriend, who's very unavailable, <laughs> literally the most unavailable person in the world. <laughs> um, I, like every time I would engage, it would be so, it was like a drug. Like he was giving me all this attention and I was like, wait a second. I had to be like, no, I need to get off the hamster wheel because this is not bringing me towards healthy mm-hmm. hotness. I yeah. think it is, but in reality, my what, like the wiseness is, um, yeah. Like, do you have you ever um, talked to anyone about internal family systems or wise mm-hmm. mind? Okay, so that's a yeah. Um, there's like you know, send some have- links if you have them because I'll put it in the show notes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Send me all the things. Things that, that like, these are just tools. And this is interesting. These are all tools that I learned in eating disorder school. Mm. All of them. All of them. I mean, I've been a few times, but like there's dialectical behavioral therapy where you have your emotional mind and you have your uh, pragmatic mind. And we, what we do as women Mm -hmm. is we can't be emotional. So we're like, you know, pragmatic, pragmatic, pragmatic. Um, Because if women are emotional, we're too much. And, you know, if men are emotional, emotions but that's also another podcast right Um, so the wise so doing dialectical behavioral therapy is you list all the emotions and then you list all the 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 logistics and then you honor both and then that's the wise mind so it's like and i teach this with them so it's a vent it's a venn diagram so you have like you have all the emotions on one side thoughts on one side and the middle in the and the wise mind is where you take action this is what I had to do with imaginary boyfriend is I had to really sit because it was getting to the anniversary of my divorce Mm. having these like panic attacks and like crying spells and I didn't understand what was happening and well I did understand what was happening and I had to sit there and I had to list all my emotions and I list all the pragmatic and like I brought it together and I'm like the action that I have to take is to step off of this cuckoo bird train that I'm on yeah. in, in that moment. And you can do that for anything. anything. Yeah. Anything, anything, anything. Um, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful tool. Um, another one, 
uh, there's a journal. Do you journal? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I've got like four right behind me. <laughs> do you free write? Um, or... I didn't used to. I do now. And I've been doing the, do they call it scripting? Or there's something they call it where like you basically are like Morning writing break? like stuff already happened. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Or like, thank you so much for this that has happened. Oh, like, thank mm -hmm. you, for husband who's an artist that has tattoos. Yes. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like getting super specific and like. That plays the guitar and wrote a song about me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And then I have a five minute journal, which is the, the gratitude journal. Love that one. Um, yeah. And then my mom got me, a, oh, it's not over there. My mom got me a really funny one that's like a sassy one that's like full of F words and stuff that's just hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's like a gratitude journal for like girls who cuss. Oh, hi. Love that. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I, uh, I teach free writing. So it's like, um, it's morning page. It's, it's basically morning pages. Yeah. Okay. Pages. It's stream mm. of consciousness. Um, it's not meant to be read ever again because what, what we do is we're like, I'm a journey. Right. And, like, and then we think we have to be neat about it and we think we have to read it again. And, and, and that's, and it blocks us. It's like analysis paralysis. So like, you know, that, if you ever want a journal prompt, write, right now I feel. Oh, you're right. Feel. Yeah. So I teach them little journal prompts and um, there's a method called CTFAR where you, have you heard of that one? Mm -mm. So many things that I teach them. Um, it's, uh, and one, these are all things that have helped me. Right. Like circumstance is one, like the circumstance is the circumstance. And then you have a thought and then you have a feeling and then you have an action and you have a result. The circumstance, right? Let's take, let's take, um, I don't know. Give me a circumstance that you like. Oh my God. I don't even know. Like, like someone's an asshole to you. Okay. So, so somebody hurt you. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take, let's take my husband ran away. That's an easy right, one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My husband ran away. Thought like that's the circumstance. Okay. In the circumstance. Now we make it neutral, right? So you do it twice. So you do circumstance. Right. Thought is I'm not worthy of love. I'm abandoned. I have, I've, I'm abandoned. Uh, you know, uh, everyone that I love will leave me. Um, and then the feeling is unworthiness. The action right. go to the unavailable, the first unavailable man uh, 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 available. And the result is I'm still alone. <laughs> I'm be a homewrecker. Like don't do that. Right. Like, or, you know, wherever it takes yeah. you. And then, and then you do it again. So you let the first one fly. Right. You know? Let it fly. And then the second one, you take the circumstance. My husband ran away. Um, thought, he set me free. Change that thought. Like, he, he set me free. Feeling, whew, I get to start over. I get to pick whoever I want. Action, uh, whatever. You know, I sign I, up for Bumble, whatever. Bumble, you know, result, you know, artist, boyfriend with tattoos. Clear. <laughs> so, like, these are things, like, so, so these are, you know, ways to, because we can't Process. really the way that we feel yeah we can, can we can be aware of our thoughts so like that's the whole like meditation and psycho it's the um it's that because when i became a, a teacher i i got a degree in special education and behavioral psychology so i learned like all these psychological psychological things then i learned all the buddhist things and i learned all the yoga things then i became a crossfit athlete and i'm like oh we can put this shit together right we can teach women how to be fucking badasses and not be, and not drink the Kool-Aid. We can just, I can just give them.
them the tools that helped me that I, and, and if they leave, like every week they get a new theme. So every week they get a new lesson, a new meditation, a new writing prompt, a new workout, a new, it's a, it's a nutrition challenge. Amanda. Mm. It's a drink. Like, have you drunk ever drank enough water for yourself? Only when I was competing. Right. So, so I give them the calculator to do these, these challenges, you know, to put half the plate of greens, right. you know, that. but it's a challenge. Everyone puts the picture in it. Yeah. So like, so they get all that. And if they come out with one thing that they've, one tool that they've learned, then I've, then I've done my job. Right. They come that, person. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind that. of. Oh my gosh. Okay. We ha- I'm like, I'm like looking at the clock going, oh my God. This, I think this is, we're gonna, this is like going to be the record of the longest episode. And I love it because there's just, there's so many nuggets. Yeah. Well, there's so many like good nuggets that are like, they're okay. so, I don't want to make them stop. But, okay. But before we stop. Okay. Website, social, how do people find and follow you? All of that. Okay. So it's on Instagram, it's erinberry.nyc. Um, that is really it. I mean, I, I'm this Facebook, you can find Erin Barry. I don't really, I feel like my older audience is more on Facebook. Yeah. I, you know, my demographic is pretty like, you know, late twenties or like mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. I'm, and everything is in my, on my Facebook. Instagram. I love it. Easy peasy. Okay. So to wrap this thing up, it's crazy. Your best piece of advice for the women listening right now. Learn how to meditate. Mm. Yeah. Learn how to meditate. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's it. Learn how to meditate. It doesn't have to be some white witch magic shit. Mm -mm. Sit down, shut, shut up and be still. Yeah. That's it. I mean, for like a minute. Got, one minute. One minute. Do it for a minute. Breathing. I mean, that's all. Like we can do. Like, do you know? It's it only takes six deep breaths to mm. get your parasympathetic to to switch your central nervous system. Start to. Right. Believe me, panic attacks and I'm like six hundred is not working. <laughs> but it only takes six. So yeah, I would say that's it. And also, when you meditate, you goes with my other advice of that: stop listening to yeah. other people. Yeah. Stop it. Go inside. Yeah, because this is, but but don't forget, like it's, I, I want you to get strong from the outside in. I'm mm-hmm. not an inside out person. No, I believe in getting your body strong as fuck so you can. Mm-hmm. It goes on. Right. You have to, the muscle needs to be strong so that you can sit with your shit. Mm, I love. Oh my god. Okay, we have to end right there because that was really good. Like, drop the mic right there. Oh my god, Aaron, you're amazing. Oh, Dom, so are you. You're so great. This is, yeah, this is nuts. People are going to go, oh my God, this girl. Um, <laughs> so everybody go find, follow, share, do the Instagram thing. You guys know what to do. This is, I say this every time and I'm like, I don't even know why I tell them anymore. Just go do your thing. Um, and just thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing in the world and sharing your story and like opening up and all the things. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Confessions of a Fit Chick. I'm so glad you're here. And I want you to know that my biggest goal with this podcast is to touch as many women's lives as possible through sharing authentic stories and educational tips and resources to make sure that you are living a healthy lifestyle. 
So there are a couple of ways you can help us share our message. The first is to head over to amandalouiseswimwear.com forward slash podcast and share your favorite episode with a friend. The second way to share is if you're an iTunes listener. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and that helps us get our rankings up in iTunes. The second thing you can do is to hit that review button and leave us a heartfelt and authentic review. The more reviews we have, the more visibility we get in iTunes and the more women's ears we get into. So again, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that you're listening with us and I can't wait for you to hear more confessions. Bye girls.